Good morning. Welcome to Trainwreck Marriage. I'm Dave Touchton. And I'm Susan Touchton. Hey, uh, we're going to invite you into our life today. Um, you know, we, as, as really people of God, we really struggle with the um, finding the good in the little frustrations of the day. And the example for today that happened this morning, we've already got one van that's in the shop. And so we always keep a backup van. Well, that one's being used. And um, then we get the text this morning that uh, direct quote, well, I just smoked a deer. Well, he didn't mean smoke it to eat. He mean hit it with the van. So now that's a different one we have down. And, and you know, that's what I was just sitting here thinking, you know, how do you find joy and praise God in the times like this? Because nobody's dying, nobody's hurt, all of our kids are healthy, we have food on the table, we have a roof over our head, but yet we whine and and carry on like it's the end of the world. And, you know, working with uh, guys you know, right now got two that God's really working on and, and growing in their life. And so my question today is what's really important and do we stay focused on it? What, what is truly critical and what is just one of those things to where it's just the crap of the day. I mean, um, and, and then we let ruin our whole day or our whole week. Then we become negative because the whole world's against us or nothing can go right for me. For me. I've heard all of them and, and I've said all of them. So, um, but I'm really just today just really going with how do I praise God in this? Because um, it all ends in his glory and, you know, Satan is probably attacking and and I understand that but I, I go back to the same thing and this is a, a struggle I really have is how do you find praising God in the middle of what seems and I use seems bad um, because I, I'm, I'm talking just surface issues I'm talking just minor things in life a van got wrecked is it the end of the world no He's still driving it. He didn't get hurt. He didn't die in the wreck. I mean, we, you know, we we're so blessed that God protected him. They didn't have a blowout when he hit the deer, go in the ditch, hit a tree. I mean, this thing could have spun completely out of control, but yet I'm going to be upset over a van getting wrecked and everybody being okay. And it just ruined my whole day. I don't know. It's it's where we're at this moment. Uh, we got the text message 30 minutes ago. And really, it's uh, one of those things to where I'm just sitting here going, do you ever think God gets tired of our whining when he does protect us, but it doesn't come out the way we think? Um, I don't know. I, I just, it's really hit me today that, you know, of the things that are going on, um, wrecking a van, yeah, the bumper and fenders messed up and the door, but 
then it can all be changed. That's all replaceable. That's not anything that's permanent in the sense of uh, long-lasting struggles. I mean, think about any cars that we wrecked five years ago. I mean, I, I at the time, it was like, oh, my gosh, it's horrible. But really, looking back, it was a wrecked vehicle. We fixed it, and we drove it again. I don't know. I just, I, I come back to the same verse um, <clears throat> that really is fitting for this morning. Consider pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may mature and complete, not lacking anything. So how do you apply it in your day-to-day life? Because in the past, I mean, wrecking vehicles, I'd have been pissed off. Can't believe he hit a deer, which he couldn't prevent hitting the deer. I mean, you, you know, it sidetracked me so much. And now, how do I find praise in the middle of what seems like a crisis, but really it's just a situation? Well, and I think, you know, it, right now we actually have two vans that have been you know, collided with a deer. And um, so, but like David said, fortunately, they're both still drivable. Um, they don't look the greatest, but they're drivable. And so I've been, it just seems, this morning just seems overwhelming. For one, I'm going on very little amount of sleep and so when I'm tired it just seems like everything is magnified and so much bigger than what it is and we had no idea what we were going to do in this podcast and that causes me anxiety and um, of course we have our granddaughter this morning again and um, trying to keep her occupied and um, you know, settled somewhat while we try to do this. It just seems like there's a lot that's just has the potential to stir frustration and stress and anxiety. And, you know, for me, I'm thinking, okay, what is the lesson that God wants us to learn in this? Because I don't believe that he puts us through any trials, like the verse David just read says, um, the testing of our faith So what is it that we're supposed to be learning from this? And I think, you know, when you look at the issue at hand, you know, I feel like, okay, we need to get moving. It's eight o'clock. I need to either, we either need to start the podcast or I need to get Blake Lady Daycare or whatever the case. And I'm, my anxiety I can feel is just building and building, um, and so, you know, what what is the lesson? I, I'm not sure quite what that lesson is. I don't know if it's I need to learn to rest in him. I need to trust that he has control of the situation. Um, but it's just the fact that pausing and kind of stepping away and knowing that we're doing this, we want our focus to be on God. And what is the lesson? And we don't want to dwell on our situation because that is all it is, is a situation. It will pass. It's going. It's not going to define us. It's not going to be life-changing. Um, 
Is it going to be a financial burden? Somewhat, but it's not going to destroy us. It will pass. It's just a situation. Um, so we can choose to dwell on it and spiral down in a rabbit hole, or we can choose to just look at God and maybe look to see what the lesson is that we're supposed to learn, see how he speaks to us through the situation, because he will inevitably, but we have to look for him, and he speaks in a still, uh, a quiet, still voice, um, and so, you know, we we need to pause long enough and not get caught up in the mud and the muck and listen for his voice and look um, for, for the silver lining, so to speak, um, because he's, again, you know, he only wants what's best for us. He loves us enough to, yes, things happen that don't seem very loving, but he loves us enough to teach us through these moments. He loves us enough to come along beside of us and help us to get through these moments. And so I think just really pausing and trying to find those um, God times that draw closer to him and choosing to focus on him and the direction he's going instead of letting Satan use this to ruin our day or to um, bring us down and leave us in a pit. Well, and I, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, in the scripture, say, be still, for I am God. Yep, and know that I am God. Well, how do you do that? I mean, you know, with the anxiety and, and uh, everybody gets it, and you think, oh my gosh, and this is going to be bad. I, I guess I, you know... Uh, my, my thought is 10 years ago today, what crisis were we dealing with? I'm sure there was one. I just, oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't recall it. Right. And, and so, I mean, how do we work through this? Because really God is still the same God he was 10 years ago today. He was moving in our life. I say that. I might have been still running from him. Kind of hard to tell. I, I think of, but. But even last year. Right. If you take last year, I don't know what was going on last year on this day. It was the day after our daughter's wedding. So we were probably just relaxing. And, and actually, that was two years ago. Um, yeah. You know, but we got through it. And why do we get so anxious? You know, over over things that at the end of the day really doesn't mean diddly or squat. You know, I, I seen a uh, video, and and I don't recall. I should have saved it. I did not think of it at the time. But it, it was, uh, I believe he was an atheist, and they were talking about the gospel. And he said, how much do you have to hate me not to tell me about the gospel? And it, that really kind of struck me because, you know, there's some people that share the gospel everywhere they go. They're, they're very outgoing. God's, God's just, they do an amazing job. And, uh, you know, we got a friend that does that, that just has a way of, of sharing the gospel. It's amazing. But 
I'm, I struggle with it. It creates anxiety. It makes me wonder, should I really say anything? Should I not? Should I blah, blah, blah. But the one constant in our life all the way through is God. And, but yet we're not willing to proclaim that to very many people out of concern and what will they think? Well, they think I'm crazy. Well, I don't want to be that religious nut. I don't want to be blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It, it just really, the things that are important today are the exact same things that were important a year ago, two years ago, 10 years ago. That God reigns. God saves. But yet we don't really want to tell anybody about it. And I'm not pointing at any of you out there. I'm pointing at myself. I'm I'm kind of having this struggle this morning that, you know, be still. I am God. But yet I'm worried about a van. It's it, it really when you compare the two and you compare God to this wrecked van that still runs, that we're still using, it doesn't even register on the chart or shouldn't, but we make it this huge ordeal and life-changing and my gosh, I don't know what we're going to do, but yet we don't tell anybody about Christ. I had a thought, but it just left me. But, you know, I think I think the key to that is, you know, being still. We live in a society that being still is not a really considered wise Um, we have to be running and catching the next whatever that may be whether the next ball game the next job the next relationship the next kid the next whatever we're constantly if we're not physically doing something then we're usually on social media you know scanning facebook and seeing how great everybody else has it and then going down the hole of, well, wow, if I just had that many, or if I had their life, or if I lived like them, or whatever the case, we don't take the time to truly be still. Um, and again, God is not a rude um, God. He comes, um, he's always available but he wants us to come to him. He wants us to be still and know that he is God. He wants us to um, seek him. He wants us to knock, um, and he'll open the door. But we have to, we have to be willing to stop long enough to recognize that he's there, and to call out to him, and to be still and let him speak to us whether it be through someone else, whether it be through his word, whether it just be sitting still in the quiet and letting thoughts come to your head that are consistent with what his word says, that is God speaking to you. But if we're constantly on the go and running and wondering how, you know, got to take Black Lady Daycare. How are we going to pay for this? What are we going to do? What's the books like? Like, I got this to do. I got that to do. He cannot, he, he will speak to us, but we can't hear him because we've got so much else running in the background in our minds that, that we don't listen. 
And so we just go about our day and it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And then we wonder why it was such a horrible day. Well, you're exactly right. I mean, really, if you think about it, um, and, and everyone else out in podcast land may be able to do it, but we don't sit still unless we're sleeping. That That's really, and, and you know, trying to, how does this fit into life? And I, I guess this podcast is as much for us as it is for anyone else that hears it and God chooses to use it. But, you know, it's a struggle that we've had for decades. We do not have it figured out, as Susan was telling you. And that, that really be still, because when you, when you really compare, I mean, all of our children are healthy. We got our second grandbaby on the way. I mean, there could be, I, there's people we know that's lost children, that's done, had all kinds of things happen. And here we're whining and complaining because a deer died this morning by striking the van. I mean, really, and it didn't destroy the vehicle. It's still drivable. I don't know. I I just really get to the point to where I start to, this morning especially, I'm realizing that, you know, when, when things are going really well, then we're okay. We don't have a lot of anxiety. Well, or when something really bad happens, such as the death of a loved one, or something traumatic, then, yes, then we stop and we cry out to God. Yeah. But it's those little day-to-day frustrations, aggravations, stresses, that I think if we would uh, get in the habit of allowing Him in on our day-to-day, hour-by-hour, minute-by-minute, second-by-second, then... We know he's already there in the tragedies. And so we would be in that, you know, it would, I think it would be so much more comforting in the tragedies when we have spent our time, our days, every day, bringing him into our everyday muck. Because praise God, every day is not a tragedy. Every day there's not something horrible that happens. Granted, our world is in one of the worst conditions we've probably seen it in a long time um, from several different perspectives. But um, that's why we cling to Christ, you know, and that's why our nation needs to get on their knees and turn back towards him. But if we just, if we allow him into our day-to-day stuff, then I think the tragedies and the difficulties that we go to him anyway, it's either... Things are really good, so we don't need him. Or things are tragic, and something horrible happens, and we cry out to him. What about all the times in between? That's when you develop that trench of being consistent with God and hearing his voice. And the more you listen for his voice, the more you're going to hear it. Well, and I think if you don't trust him with the small things then how can you trust him with the big things? And and I think sometimes, you know, just as you were talking, it really come to me, do we trust him in the small things and praise him for the small things? You know, okay, yes, you win the lottery, oh, praise God, and then you go spiraling off to probably the evil side, buying whatever stuff comes important. 
But yeah, I mean, how do you praise him in the small stuff? Um, because I think that directly affects a marriage because you get into this negative mindset, the whole world's coming to an end. It's awful. And really when, when you compare it to be still and know that I am God compared to all the stuff you're going through today, the bulk of it in a year, you won't remember what happened because it's irrelevant. It wasn't life changing. And, and I guess that's kind of what God's putting on me this morning is when are you going to praise me for the small stuff? When are you going to come to me with the small stuff? And because my mindset goes to, oh, I got a plan. I can make it work. I don't need God. And then my favorite saying in years past was, well, God will give you wisdom. Well, it also says that's in James. It also says right afterwards, if, if you doubt when you ask for wisdom, you deserve nothing because you're a double minded man blown in the wind, unstable in everything. So, <laughs> which doesn't give me a real good feeling about where I've been, but, um, I don't know. I just, it's really things, little things that happen to your day. My question to you is, how do you handle them? What do you see them as? An opportunity? Or do you see them as a, a life-changing problem for the day? Um, you know, I, 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 I'm just sitting here thinking through some of my days. You know, it was a horrible day. Horrible day. I may wrecked a vehicle or I may not have got any jobs. It's just a horrible day. Now, really, when you stop and think, how bad of a day was it? Nobody got sick. Nobody died. God loves me. I mean, it's not going to be life-changing. In a year from now, I won't remember even what happened today. But we get so focused on this right now. And we kind of treat God as this right now genie that's here to rescue us at every moment when we got these little whims. Again, you go back to be still for I am God. And then you think of all these things that we wish for during the day to get better. I, I don't know. It just. Well, and I think, I think we get in the, how am I going to fix this mode? You know, okay, we had this incident happen today. How am I going to fix it? How is it going to work out? What is he going to drive? How are we going to pay for it? Um, do we need to get it fixed? You know, all these things of what do we need to do? What do we need to do? When in reality, the first thing we need to do is to seek God's wisdom and to set back and let him work it out. It's going to work out regardless, yes. however, Um we may or may not get it fixed. It may or may not cost a fortune. We may or may not be able to pay for it. But God's already got it all figured out. And us sitting there trying to figure it out how it's all going to work, we're going to be wrong every time. It's not going to be like we want it to be. Um, you know, and I was thinking a little bit ago that, you know, a lot of times I hear people complain because, well, God doesn't seem like he's listening or God seems far off or God seems like he's not answering my prayer. 
Well, maybe he's just not answering it the way that you think he should. Right. And you are not God. He sees the whole picture. We see a very small portion of the picture. You know, my struggle right now is where we're living. And I, I, I don't mind where we're living. I'm just not content here. So I think, do we go look for another house? The real estate market is crazy right now. Um, finding something we both agree on. Not wanting to be here, but not knowing where we're going to just blah, 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 blah. I'm driving myself crazy and I'm asking God to give me contentment or to show me or to provide the house or whatever. And I feel like I'm just running in circles because this has been going on for a while. Instead of just being content and resting in the fact that, one, we we have a house, we have a roof over our head. And so being thankful for that, which I'm very grateful for. Um, And just trusting that he's going to provide the right house at the right time and if it's not what i expect then his plan is better than my plan and i can sit here and say that's great and wonderful and that i'm believing that but when i think about it or when something happens and there's you know some a snake shows up and i don't know you know just all this stuff then I lose that, you know, I go back down into the, I'm not content here, I don't want to be here, blah, 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 when just resting and trusting that God has a plan, he's in control, and his timetable is better, even though I want it right now. (laughs) Well, and, and, uh, oh my gosh, I had a scripture on the tip of my tongue, I thought, and anyway, no, it... Oh, God never promised us tomorrow. Right. So when, you know, when you start looking at things, it doesn't matter whether it's a van, a house, it doesn't matter if it's what I'm driving, it doesn't matter what I'm doing, you know, how am I going to make it through next month? You know, whatever the situation you're in, you know, when you really stop and break it all down, you weren't promised tomorrow. And so all of the worrying, if in, and this is a for instance, if either one of us would die tonight in our sleep, would all the worrying we've done over the last three days of how something's going to happen or three years or three months, is it, it's all for a waste. And it says in the scripture, don't be anxious. You know, don't worry, don't, but we, we really kind of create this mirage in our head that if we don't, then, then it's kind of, it's kind of our job. It almost feels like nowadays that it's our job to worry and have anxiety and be not content and, you know, and all of that is directly against scripture. And so as as God moves us through the situations, um, I, I really want to ask you and, and really think about all the stuff that's either good or bad, but at the end, what is true? God reigns. God is there. You know, when we're so quick to blame God that he's not listening when really we have zero intent of listening um, because we've already got a plan and got it figured out and we know where we're going and we're going to do this. And anyway, it's, you know, 
I just want to encourage you. Um, you're not alone. And, and your head is like everybody else's head. Just some of us cover it up better at times than others. And I, I just really want to come alongside of you. And regardless what you're dealing with, God is there. God does have a plan. And we can either worry ourselves to death, literally make us physically ill by worrying and anxiety and what's going to happen when really God's in control. And if you're a Christian, I think we've got away from a lot of that God's in control to we got a good handle on it. So I really just want to encourage you that you are not alone. Welcome to our world. It is what happened today, and God knew it and created the the podcast to be done on Wednesday and the wreck to happen this morning. And uh, So thanks for just letting us kind of share our thoughts off, off the cuff, vent a little bit. But I think my encouragement would be just to be still. Take the time to just be still. Whatever it is you're rushing to will wait. Um, take the time to be still and know that he is God and he cares and loves you deeply and will see you through whatever it is you're going through. Okay. Well, we're out of time. So have a great day and uh, stay focused on God this week. We love you. Bye.